It's the go-home show before aftermath, or after math, as Brett likes to call it, which is fair enough. And um, we know what happened at aftermath now. Well, UKW used to like to keep those results secret and quiet for a while, but not now. No, we all know what happened. Well, some of us do. And um, this was nearly two hours, nearly two hours. Sometimes it did feel like two hours, but UKW really tried to pack it full of stuff. And you can't deny that there was a lot of stuff happening. First of all, you've got Brett there on his own. Brett, what's happening? He said something to somebody. What's going on? He looks a bit lonely and he, he, he did say that too. Fair enough, really. But he's got company early on. He doesn't even get his intro out before Mustafa Khan is out because he wants to speak. That's fair enough. I like it. You know, I do like that. I like Mustafa Khan very much. He says that Jonathan Sedgwick, whose spets have been whitened and whose kippers have been deboned, they're filleted, my lord. The owner of the company will run the gauntlet tonight. Blimey. I can't wait for that. Next, we've got, and first, we've got Bishop, Big Bad Bish, Bish, Bishop, whatever you want to call him, versus Cliff Harrison, who resides not on my side, not on your side, not on his side. Uh, oh, what, what, side, what side is it then? Oh, the Cliff side. Right. Now, it was a bit short, this. It, it was... I wanted it a bit longer, to be honest, because Harrison and Bishop can both go for it and both go in the ring, and they're different kinds of wrestling approach. So, you know, Harrison has some fantastic moves. Bishop has some good moves, but has that power. And Harrison worked the leg, first of all, which is a good way to do it when you've got a big fella like Bish. Leg drop. He wants a pin from that. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. But Bishop's work has a lot of pep in it. And he's, there's a sharp elbow drop. Nasty spine buster. I thought Cliff Harrison's head, pretty much like Billy O'Keefe's last week, rebounded off the mat. I thought, I thought I saw that. And that's not, oh dear. Oof. Anyway, afterwards they, well, after that they, they fight at ringside. There's the, I hit my hand on the ring post because you got out of the way spot for Bishop. And Harrison gets in and Bishop gets counted out. It was quick. So we had some afters. It's almost as if Cliff Harrison thought, well, still got a bit in the tank. I know, I'll call Sebastian Mercer out. The Mercer. Nery. And um, this time, he's ready for him. Yeah, pretends that he doesn't see him coming. He's playing possum. Mercer bails, because that's what you would do. It's smart. Next, you've got you've got Tommy Dillon versus Flaming Damon Crow. Now, last week I said that Flaming Damon Crow making his debut was really bigged up. And I still believe he was. I know that caused a bit of consternation. And, um, and you, you must be careful with consternation. It can cause you to put your back out. But I do believe he was bigged up. And um, he had a good match. He had a good match and so did Tommy Dillon. But it was hampered by... By an angle. More of this in a minute, but we start with Brett talking about the crowd waking up, saying they're finally waking up. We're only two matches in. And that first one wasn't very long, really. 
but I can see what he means. However, the crowd later on in this two-hour show were really rather hot. There's a nice crow head scissors to start. Then we get the Damien Black music, because, of course, he'll be fighting Tommy Dillon at Aftermath, I think. He, am I right? And he's in his head because he's been giving promos, you know, for the, for the past few weeks. So, obviously, Dillon goes to the to the side of the ring where the music's coming from. Where are you? That kind of thing. Crow rolls him up for a two. Dylan comes back with a muscled up slam, which is very nice, actually. And then you get a sort of... Damon Crow picks him up for a, a his kind of front neck breaker. It's not a reverse neck breaker. It's a really good move. He drops him, picks him up again. It's really good, actually, because because it's, he slipped out, did Dylan, but Crow just goes for it again as if nothing's happened and hits it. And it does look good. Then he's got the cross face, then manipulation to the arm. Good chain wrestling from Crow. I like it a lot, and I'm enjoying him a lot more this week. I am. So, you've got um, you've got Dylan going for the Kiara lock, the Damian Black music again. <sighs> Crow taking the chance to get a leg grapevine in, because you would, wouldn't you? Dylan really sold it to get to the ropes, and the crowd were loving that. It was really good. They cheered him when he got to the ropes. They're really into Tommy Dillon. And about time too, because his work of late has been rather good. He hits an exploder suplex. Told you it was good. Flying clothesline. Told you. And there's a spinning suplex. He gets that spinning round and round suplex. Oh no, the side slam. That's right. For Dillon. Goes for the dead man's hand. Then there's the music again. He goes to where the music comes from. There's a rather poor discus punch. He doesn't get enough air in it, really, from Crow. And then the DDT, which is nice, for the pin. As Brett Hadley said, one distraction too many tonight. I couldn't agree more. If we'd have had maybe one, or actually none, that match might have been the match of the night. But it wasn't. Anyway, we've got two um, three-man matches, triple threat matches. The night the line was crossed matches. And they will be one of the halves of the tag teams that are fighting at Aftermath. Do you get it? So one section of the tag team. So in this one, we've got uh, Joe Sedgwick and um, and Jester J. Rowe Lewis, not removed at all, and Hamza, because they're one half of the three teams that will be fighting the following night. Now do you get it? Yes, I'm not sure I do. But it's a good match anyway. Because there's loads of energy. You're going to get the second half of the of the tag teams in a minute. And that's got great energy as well. These two were the matches of the night. I mean, we're not looking at fantastic matches this week, to be honest. Or, my God, that's stupendous. As we have had on other weeks. But these two were really rather enjoyable. For instance, we've got Joe saying, I'm not, after, I'm not having this. Goes to leave. Lewis goes in search of him. He's in the crowd, throws him back over the guardrail. Looks a bit nasty, that, actually. And then while he's just wandering about, um, trying to get back in, I presume, gets hit with a Hamza baseball, baseball slide and then a Lewis tope. It's not Joe Sedgwick's night, is it, so far? He hits a fisherman buster, though, and that blue thunder bomb, very nicely done. There are some lovely Lewis kicks. He does that well. Lovely Lewis kicks. He does it very nicely. The lovely Lewis leg. Very good. And then you've got Hamza... Kicking. Um, this is a good. This is a good. A good section, actually. I like. I like the way that wrestlers are now doing this. Right. Let me explain it to you. Lewis has got um, Joe Sedgwick 
in a headlock. So Hamza kicks him, he falls, which DDTs Joe Sedgwick. Fabulous. I love that stuff. There's a nice cutter, he does it so well, from Lewis. And then Sedgwick gets the pin with his total recall. One modified one-winged angel, apparently, but it looks like a Death Valley driver, in my view. However, that was a nice match, and momentum, and Johan Hunt, and Cerebral Stee will have one too, immediately after that. And some of the action is, double super kick to Hunt, he's not very well liked, straight away. Hunt, though, is really, really good in the ring these days. Single arm DDT, he loves that move. Double stomp, lovely tilt-a-whirl DDT, superb. Mo comes back with that DDT with the extra rotation to spike on the head. Hunt gets the wolf blade, the, the sling blade, you know, to get rid of Cerebral Stee and then the stomp on Momentum for the pin. And the tag team of Sedgwick and Hunt, attorneys at law, have won another good match. And here was something interesting because Leone Rose continues to be a superb playground heel. Right. It was so good that on the way to the ring, she actually started pushing men in the audience. So she would just push them up their shoulders to get off. It's, it's great. They were just laughing. It's wonderful stuff. Really is. So, you've got Leonie Rose brutalising Alexandra Lee, who hasn't been in UKW for many years, apparently. And she sort of chokes her. It's a kind of, it's a kind of headlock come choke. The ref's looking at it. It's, she holds it onto it for a long time, actually. And then Lee comes back a little and gets the pin with a fantastic fisherman suplex buster. Brett called it right, I think, from the top. From the top. That's incredible. And then it deserved the pin. It was over too quickly. The crowd were all over um, Leonie Rose, which allowed her to do a fantastic heel work. All the it's not fair stuff, I love that. The it's not fair cry is just brilliant. And next we've got the contract signing. Now, when did you ever see a contract signing in a wrestling ring where they signed a contract said, I really respect you, I respect you too. I can't wait for this match, I can't wait either. And whether I lose the belt or whether I don't win it, yes, the better man will win, I agree. Now let's shake hands and go to the pub for a bite. That never happens. Here's Red Brocco, and you know what's going to happen. They start jawing at each other. They start beating each other up. Mercer is out, so if I was Horus, and I know he's keen, I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't start any shenanigans, because it's two against one. No one's come out to help him. But UKW was a family. He's being beaten up here. Red Brocco is just saying, come on, come on. But when do you get in there, Red? You're supposed to be the general manager, aren't you? I thought you were a wrestler. Well, I thought you used to be, and you've, you've been wrestling recently. It's no good just saying, come on. Come on what? Come on, carry on. I think that's what the Mercer, Nery, and Jacob Reed thought you were saying, because they did. Ah, uh, well, next we've got Paul Hubris, who's not in his kitchen. He's here. Or he's not in his living room with a nice lamp. He's here. Versus Mikey Andrews, who's making his debut on UKW and gets the cheer of the night. Looks good, soaks it in. It's, he's got the power gain. He's, much, he's a much bigger fella than Hubris, but they are both big fellas. Hubris manages to get breathers where he, where he needs them. He manages to bail when he can. 
He's smart. He's ring smart. He's been to America, you know. There are some. There's a nice three amigos from Mikey. A great kick and a lovely knee right to the face, right to the chinny chin chin of Mikey Andrews. And the camera work is so good, you can see all that very, very clearly. There's a Mikey Andrews torture rack, but when he goes for it again, Hubris counters it, hits the high knee and the swinging neckbreaker for the pin. It was a really good match. Two big men colliding. It was almost the match of the night. And then you've got Hubris calling out Billy O'Keefe and giving him a long promo, which is good actually, where he chews him out and it looked like it was just so successful. He goes to walk out and drops the bell. <laughs> Scream the crowd. Oh dear, that's a shame. Because <laughs> he did such good work on the promo before then. And then he dropped the belt. Oh well, I mean he managed to get it back and everything, but there you go. And then, Mikey Andrews' night isn't over because he's attacked by Ian Creed. Who who drags him under the ring. Then lets him out by biting on the, on the, the, the ropes. They're, they're steel, you know, they're not rope. And uh, Mikey Andrews gets out, he chases him out, and, and Mikey Andrews grabs the bag. I can't wait to see what kind of promos we're going to have from here. Because Ian Creed, not Creed, how dare you? Ian Creed deserves more airtime on UKW. And I really, really hope he gets it. Seeing what's in that bag will be fabulous. And now, it's the Sedgwick Gauntlet. It sounds like um, some kind of um, game show. And now, from Norwich... It's the Quiz of the Week. And now from Batley, it's the Sedgwick Gauntlet. And here's your host, Jonathan Sedgwick. Out first is Chris Castle. Our first guest, Chris Castle. And um, he doesn't really have much success against Jonathan Sedgwick, who hits him with many moves, multifarious moves. Castle tries to spoil by punching and all that, but falls to a super kick. There's some question regarding the pin. The bell doesn't ring. I mean, let's face it, Brett's having to do announcing and commentary and the bell. And he's, you know, he's he's a triple threat. That Brett Hadley, a triple threat. He's the voice of UKW, don't you know? Back in the ring, it's Joanne Hunt who's in next. Uses that single arm DDT. Lovely. Sedgwick works methodically on the leg. You see, Hunt has proven that he is able to stand with Sedgwick, and that's really important. There's a super kick from Sedgwick, though, and the pin. And out next is his loving son, Joe. Your next guest, Joe Sedgwick. You thought he wouldn't come out. Well, here he is. Like this is your life. So, Jonathan gets the spinning side suplex. Yas. And um, although he gets tired, Sedgwick gets the pin from the roll-up. There isn't that much action here. I wanted a bit more, because I really wanted the father-son stuff to happened again and it didn't happen enough really and his final combatant Mustafa Khan only it's not they're all into him I don't know why the ref doesn't call for the bell here did he call for it and I missed it I don't you know Leonie Rose gets the X Factor on him there's a magic killer I, I don't know why the ref doesn't say well that's it forget it it wasn't a it wasn't a match anyway Mustafa Khan called for it Red Brocco seems to be fine with it he's the general manager why isn't he saying, no, you can't make that fight? Because I make a decision. I mean, you know, maybe you did. Maybe you went up to Carl and went, 
he went to Mustafa Khan after he said, I'm going to do a gauntlet and said, come on, come on. And Mustafa thought, oh, go on then, we'll do it. Anyway, in the end, you've got Duncan JPR and Sarah Sky, who has been commentating earlier on, uh, on the, the early Rose match, because she's the women's champion, and Hunt takes a Duncan black hole slam. Yes. That's the end of the night. It's a damn good one. They keep it going. There's loads in it. There's probably too much, to be honest. It's a bit overstuffed, but... You can't argue with some of the quality of that matches. I could have done without some of the some of the smaller ones, but the longer ones were damn good, and I'm very very happy. And I've listened to the podcast. Do give it a listen. It's a, it's the official word of UKW by Brett Hadley, the voice of UKW, who mentions when he's talking about momentum that he was doing his research, listening to a listening to an interview on a podcast. That would be this one, but it's it's. It's okay. It's a good. It's a good listen. It's it's got lots of interviews um, around aftermath. Do go and have a listen to it. It's really it's the official line. So if you want the official line, do go and have a listen. Brett does very well here. And there's a big interview with Jonathan Sedgwick, who's the boss of the company. So of course it's important to have him on there. And it's the official line. So if you want that official line, go there. If you want the fun line, stay here. Hehehehe <laughs> Ta-ta!